step right into my life uh, late night conversations yes so we started off with some great music just to keep you entertained on a wednesday midweek slum yes almost over well uh, my name is patricia Dooley, and until midnight we are in each other's lives no need of stepping in and out we are going to stay constant the number to dial a teamers is 011-714-2006 as we talk transformation in the retail fuel industry or even the petroleum industry and if you'd like to find out more uh, from our guests who are going to be speaking to us about this transformation, you can call in as well on that number, 011-714-2006, alternatively 011-714-4045. You can SMS on 41391 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107 on social media platforms at SAFM Radio at Patricia N. Nduli. The first guest that we are going to be welcoming is uh, Sbonelo Mbata, who is himself a director at a Divine Inspiration Group, a co-founder of PetroConnect Holdings, former national chairperson for BP Dealer Council, former board member of Fuel Retail Association, and a retail fuel business owner himself. Thank you very much, Swanel Mbata, for joining us this evening. Hi, uh, thank you, Patricia. Thanks for having me and greetings to your listeners. Now, Swanelo, I'd like us to speak about this industry because we are aware that um, in the past, this has been a highly male, white male dominated industry. And uh, now all of a sudden, the Department of Energy has stepped in and said, look, things need to transform. Is this transformation happening at the correct rate? Yeah, I mean, um, you will recall that, um, you know, this has been a long journey. So uh, the whole transformation you know, started way back 22 years ago. Um, the all the industry players um, signed what we call a, a white paper, and there were commitments that were made. And this was in year 2000. Um, sadly, 20 years later, or just over 20 years later, there hasn't been much traction in as far as transformation is concerned. And I think what makes it even worse is that the black Female representation is um, it's it's yeah it's not even there. So I think over the last 22 years, um, when the government looks back and say, "Hey guys, these are the commitments that you've made. How far have you gone?" Um, you know, everybody was literally caught with their pants down, and and that is why you would actually hear that within the fuel retail space. Transformation is a buzzword right now because everybody's really trying to catch up uh, because, yeah, I just think nothing has been done over the past 22 years, sadly. Swanella, do you feel that it is perhaps a a lack of education around the industry that is causing females and black uh, people at large not to get into the industry or is it an issue of financing? So it's a combination of factors, yeah? So it is an industry that's been very much closed up um, to a normal South African. An industry which has always been for, um, you know, the select few. And those that were in were not really willing to share information and open it up to say, hey, if you want to join in, please come. So those that were in were not as welcoming. Um, as a result, it has been a closed book for many years. Um, but again, 
finance has always been that big hindrance because it, it is not it is not cheap, um, relatively speaking. Um, I mean, you know, to buy a service station in South Africa, you probably need to fork out um, a couple of million. Yes, there would be funding, but we all know the red tape around the funding in South Africa. And uh, not just in any normal normal person would be able to be eligible for such funding because of how the finance um, industry is structured. So it's a combination of factors, yes. So it's, uh, it's the knowledge factor, but it's also the funding factor. Um, yeah. Mm. All right, so there is a combination of factors and uh, this obviously is something that you at Petrol Connect are trying to make sure that you you assist in terms of the transformation. Perhaps tell us what you do at Petrol Connect. So let, let me just take it back a little bit. I think uh, as a black South African, um, I have been celebrated quite a lot uh, in my small circles that, that I've found myself in and and it made me uncomfortable, okay? Um, and I know this is perhaps not a norm, but it made me uncomfortable that uh, there isn't so many black people in the space. And I happened to be lucky enough to, um, you know, to stumble upon an opportunity, and I grabbed it with both hands, and I made a success of it. But where my un- uncomfortability came in was that I, you know, when, when you get praised as if there's something special about you, as if, as if what you're doing, not any ordinary person could do. And as a result, I, you know, I made a resolution uh, when I met my co-founder uh, of PetroConnect, Mark Harper, and I said, look, I think we need to do something. We need to try and open the industry up. There's a lot of black people that are capable, that are much smarter than myself, that I know that they are well capable to, you know, to take this business to new heights. But the, all they need, they just need information, one. They need an opportunity, number two. Number three, they need assistance with funding. And lastly, they perhaps need somebody who's going to hold their hand um, and, and I said, you know, and, and we then formed PetroConnect purely to tick those four boxes. And we started by doing workshops. We did workshops across the country, Durban, Joburg, Cape Town. These workshops were really made just giving information to people about what the industry is about. And if you want to get into the industry, where do you even begin, you know? And there was a lot of interest. There's a lot of interest across the country. And from there, then we decided to um, uh, form, um, you know, we started what we call PetroConnect Academy. And we, we, we designed a two-week program, which we call a service station readiness program. The objectives for the program was, was literally just to take, you know, people, we, we had told them about the theory of what a service station is like, but we wanted people to ha- actually have a little bit of experience at a site level uh, before they can buy a service station. Because a lot of people fall in love with the idea of owning a service station, but 
very few actually knows what it actually takes to run a service station. So when we designed this course, it was both practical but theoretical too. Um, and so then, you know, there was a lot of interest in the cause as well. And we started teaching people, taking people to sites, and they started doing petrol attendance, cashier. You become, a, you know, an admin. Just have a, a full idea on how a service station operates. But within that practical, we then teach you about the exact, um, like the financial part of the business, the margins, uh, the fuel margins that we will teach you. Then we teach you how to put together your business plan and interpret those cash flows because ultimately it's about the numbers. So we then designed this course along that. Why do you do that? Because we also wanted to respond to the need from the oil companies when they said, look, we understand transformation is upon us, but we're looking for black people. Um, and we understood what they said. I always say, you know, uh, somebody who doesn't understand what that means would actually say, ah, but you know what, there's 80% black people in the country. You look to the left, you look to the right, you're bound to bump onto one. But that's not exactly what they're saying. They're saying we're looking for a particular type of black people uh, because it is, yes, it's, it's, it's a special kind of business. It is perhaps one of the very few businesses that whenever you open, you will never close it ever again. Um, and there's not so many businesses that are like that. So it takes something a little bit special. Um, and so we then wanted to design this cause in order to breed these special people that the oil companies are looking for. Well, uh, this is definitely is something that uh, you know of, would create that uh, that bridge between um, females and black people who would like to get into the sector. And this course is obviously one of those. Are you in partnership with any of the seats within this course? Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, when we started this program, uh, we obviously started, you know, working with a number of stakeholders. Um, we firstly started working with, uh, you know, we approached NetBank and we said, I'm in NetBank, here are black people that are quite ambitious and we believe they have what it takes. Can you come on board in terms of funding? And NetBank raised their hand and they said, yes, we can. Uh, we obviously uh, made sure that the funding that they they put on, on board um, is... Um, you know, can be accessible to a normal South African, yeah? So it'd be the TAMs, um, you know, the gearing, uh, and so forth and so on. And so, you know, it ticked all the boxes. But as we started to, you know, um, to uh, um, offer this program to many people, we also realized that not many people could afford um, the cost, the training cost. And so, we then approached um, WNRC and we said, guys, can you please, um, you know, partner with us? There's a lot of black people that would love to be part of this, uh, but maybe, you know, funds could be a hindrance. And so WNRC, you know, they raised their hand and they said, we can work with you. As a result, we are training, I think, 
by the end of July, we would have trained 1,000 people across the country. Uh, we have to date trained about 125 uh, through the, the help of WNR Sika. So, yeah, we are very grateful to them uh, to partner with us. And, and uh, we do hope that it will go a long way to assisting those uh, few retail aspirants out there. A we are speaking to Swane Lombata, who is a co-founder at PetroConnect, amongst many other things that he does within the retail fuel industry. And we're talking about transformation within this industry. Perhaps you've got a question about how to get access into this industry or have gotten into the industry and want to, you know, get to some encouragement because maybe, hey, it's hot in there. Call us on 011-714-2006, alternatively 011-714-4045. You can also SMS 41391 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. We've also got uh, Lusanda Mkonono, who is a new dealer at a BP uh, Durham in the Western Cape. Lusanda, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Uh, good evening, good evening, Patricia. Now, Lusanda, you went through the PetroConnect uh, Holdings uh, training, and from there onwards, were handheld and assisted and mentored until you are now a runner or a dealer for BP Durham in the Western Cape. Tell us about your experience. Um, I think it's uh, like Monelo has, has alluded earlier. Um, it, uh, the readiness program was really a great assistance um, from the fact that um, even though, I mean, I'm, I'm someone who was in the industry, but I was in the corporate side, so I didn't really know what it is like to be a territorial service station. Uh, so the readiness program um, gave me that insight. It helped me in my decision as well because uh, they don't call it readiness for nothing. Uh, it really makes you think um, that uh, do you want to swap your high heels for those uh, safety boots and uh, on daily basis or sometimes takings and and for me I, I think I fell in love and I decided that's that's something that I wanted and um, they didn't end there with the course I mean throughout the application process um, PetroConnect was quite active in assisting and COVID came, so a lot of complications and they were still there assisting. So I would say um, they really helped a lot uh, with a process that could have been somehow been more complicated in just helping uh, making sure that I go through it um, in the best way possible. Now, you at least had some industry insight because you worked in corporate side of the retail fuel. Maybe tell us about that and that if this was one of, um, you know, the catalyst into you making a decision on running your own uh, petrol station? Yes, um, I've, I've always been, um, I mean, in, in corporate uh, since I started uh, my career, but I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So it made sense for me. Uh, I've always thought franchise option is a safe one um, because at least, uh, you know, the systems are there. You have the support of the the, 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 the oil company, and um, you basically protect it. So to me, it makes sense uh, to combine the, the skills that and the understanding I have of the industry through corporate uh, with also now with the entrepreneurial element of uh, being a retailer. So um, 
yeah, so it's, it's something I always want to work uh, to, to do. Uh, but like Bonelli alluded, there were those um, uh, barriers to entry that he has mentioned, including finance. So, I mean, obviously, I had to work on a plan of when I want to, uh, when I would want to start on that journey and do the research and the preparation that's required. Sure. So those barriers uh, to access, did it take long for you to, to um, overcome those? And what sort of sacrifices did you have to make? I'm now thinking from a female point of view, running a business that requires you to to have a thick skin because it's very male-dominated and also having to fork out a lot of money to be able to access this industry. So how, how did you go through the preparation process of overcoming these access to barriers? Yes. Um, so, so Patricia, I think I think anything worth having uh, has it comes with a lot of sacrifices. I think that's something that that we know. Um, raising, I mean, uh, Sponello spoke to um, the partnership they got uh, for funding, like through NetBank, which also assisted me. But they're not gonna fund you uh, if you have zero balance. Uh, I must just uh, explain it. They have a very good deal but you definitely have to have some money of your own. I think also, just to know you're serious, and, and I mean, if you put your money into something, definitely the commitment is going to be there. So raising that is not uh, easy. It requires discipline or it requires focus. Um, sacrificing certain things, uh, you know, I, I drive my cars for at least 15 years uh, because those are the years. So, so you, you really have to because, um, I mean, I don't have, anywhere else I could access that money except that uh, we needed to work for it and and, uh, and, and, and have it as a base because it's only then that um, the rest will come. So so I would say that, that I definitely needed some discipline uh, from my side in terms of uh, funding. In terms of the other areas, I, I want, when I started thinking about wanting to, 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 to be a dealer, or to, to own a service station, I didn't really think men. I, I didn't think any gender, really. It was really my aspiration. So I, I didn't really think it's men-dominated or it's uh, this race-dominated. I just thought this is something I would do. Obviously, when you then research and you then prepare yourself to enter, then you start um, remembering those realities. But um, at that time, I mean, I had already decided this is what I want to do. Let's go to some voice notes uh, here. But let me remind you, A-Team, as we are speaking about transformation in the retail fuel industry, we've got uh, Sbonelo Mbata, who's a co-founder of PetroConnect Holdings, alongside uh, to uh, Lusanda Mnonono, who's a new dealer uh, who was assisted and mentored by PetroConnect and as uh, a new uh, BP Durham Western Cape dealer. The number to dial if you'd like to send a WhatsApp is 0614-104-107 or you can SMS. 41391. You can call on 011 714 2006 or 011 714 Good evening to Patricia and the listeners. Um, you had a guest from the NEF not too long ago, and somebody posed the question about seeking funding to get into the petroleum sector. Does the Petrol Connect uh, somehow meet halfway with people that want to get in? Um, or how does it work? Thank you. All right. Uh, let me give that one to Sbonello. Sbonello? Yeah, so, um, I mean, as I said, so what we would do, so if somebody really wants to get in, 
um, we do recommend that they go through our readiness program first. Um, it just makes it easier because um, then everything connects. Um, so if we then present you to our funding partner, which is NetBank, they take a lot of comfort um, knowing that you are not just on your own, but there's PetroConnect behind you. Uh, and as a result, so, you know, in terms of funding, it is much easier than if you just went on by yourself. So, yes, we, we definitely would be um, able to assist in that regard. But as Lusanda said, um, I, can't, I can't raise people's expectations and just say that, you know, anybody with an ambition would qualify. So th- there are... There are certain requirements, and certainly, no, you know, they're not looking at 100% funding. So you've got to have something that you're putting down, and they call it skin in the game. Um, And and we also believe in that quite a lot. Um, A lot of questions then would come as to how much is that? Um, So we, we have been working on a on a 90% uh, uh, funding uh, with all, with 10% on contribution. However, we have since realized that it is quite, um, it can be quite challenging because it doesn't really leave much fat. Um, yes, those deals uh, have happened, uh, but ideally we probably would be looking at a 15% or so and the rest then would be funded. Um, and the interest rates would be locked at a prime, and all the goodies that come with it uh, will probably, um, you know, get an overdraft facility uh, and so forth and so on. So, yeah, so the funding is, is available uh, with terms and conditions. Now, I've got a question here as well uh, from our SMSA team uh, from Isakila. Isakila says, I'm an end-to-end fuel retail trainer. I've got five years experience and I'll be very happy to connect with your guests. So I'm going to uh, permit you at the end of the show, Spanella, to just uh, give us your contact details at PetroConnect uh, for the benefit of our, our A-teamers. Is that fine? That's perfect. That's fine. Now, Lusana, let me come back to you. This is a this is an industry, and you mentioned that you had to let go of the hills and wear sneakers or tackies and and um, you know work boots most of the time. How how do you deal with uh, your staff? Because I've noticed in most filling stations, you find that the staff is majority male, and and uh, we do know. I mean, with with cultural differences and and so on and so forth, sometimes it does become a, an issue. So when you first entered into the into the industry how did you deal with your staff especially those who were male i uh, okay that's that's a that's interesting question i think um lusanda okay so lusanda i can't hear you at all can you please just move around yeah now i can hear you better oh okay so i was saying um so it's not a. It's, uh, how am I going to put it? I, I think, I think the shock probably is not just that it's men. I think it's probably 
we're not at the stage where when we hear that there's going to be change of dealers, uh, the one that's going to replace this one is a, is, a, is a black female. So obviously there's that initial shock. Uh, but I think it's very important, um, like any uh, position that you come in with leadership, that you set your boundaries uh, straight. Um, so I didn't necessarily feel that the men... Uh, I, I think everyone initially was just uh, a bit surprised and, and uncomfortable, but I wouldn't say, I didn't really see men um, being, being too different. I mean, if anything, they're quite protective. You know, if I, if I want to go to the forecourt, it's like, I don't know, uh, everyone just wonders, am I going to sleep, am I going to whatever. They, they, there's generally protection around them on my side, but yeah, <laughs> nothing discrimination. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And Swana is laughing in the background. <laughs> Why is that, Swana? <laughs> well, you know, men generally are very happy. So we, we want to take care of ladies and just make sure that they're fine and protected. <laughs> well, it's good to hear that there's also protection in this industry. Swanelo, with the time that we have left, I'd like us to talk about why is it that we hear that other filling stations have closed down? Is it because people who take over, and, and majority of the time it's usually black-owned filling stations that will just close down all of a sudden. Is it mismanagement, lack of education, lack of support? What is it? Yeah, so there, there are different reasons why a service station would fail. Some service stations fail before they even start. Um, for example, if you buy a service station at a price much higher than what you should have paid, you would definitely fail before you start. So that does happen. That is why within PetroConnect, we had to make sure that we have valuation experts make sure that when you buy a service station, we have valued that service station and we are comfortable that the price you're paying is correct. So that's one. Secondly, many people are not financially savvy. They, uh, Lusanda spoke about financial discipline. She spoke about her driving a car for 15 years. Not so many people are that much disciplined. Unfortunately, uh, because this is a cash business, it is very easy to see 500,000 rand coming into your account in a day, and in two days there's a million rand, in four days there's two million rand. So if the oil company delays to take their money for fuel, you may think you've got a lot of money. And when you when you go past um, a garage that has nice cars, they have a, a you know, they, they can speak much louder even when you're trying to look the other way. And you may find yourself thinking, you go in there, you just do a transfer, and before you know it, you don't have money for fuel again. Swanelo, unfortunately, I need to go to the news now, and I'm going to need to cut you there. But before I do, please give us your website and how we connect with you at PetroConnect. www.petroconnect.co.za Otherwise, people can send 
direct email, just send it to velile at petroconnect.co.za if it's related to readiness program. Otherwise, you can call 86 Excellent. Thank you, Sbonello, and thank you, Lusanda. Uh, good luck, Lusanda, with all that you're doing at the filling station. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Patricia. Thanks so much. Let's Bye. go to Zolega Kodashe for the final news bulletin.